Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Well, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition. Merely bow and a freshly slicked up Z. Oh yeah, I told I you. I don't even know. I know you warned me, but I in in well, even walking in here, I had forgotten. I don't. I didn't have anything going on this weekend, but I just it. I I just don't. Oh, I was not prepared. What do you think? I love it. You have a fantastic punum. I loved you. Sh- I loved you bearded though too. Yeah, my kids. I don't think will be happy. Kayla wanted to just uh, change it up for a little bit. A little bit of a mix up. So I just said I look younger. I think so it's good to do that. With I was fa- like, "That's good with with bodily hair. Mix it up from time to time. Facial hair if it's certainly working, applies. It's working. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't just leave it. That same theory. Yeah, just leave it. <laughs> yeah, just I leave it. Nice. I would have been fine leaving it. It does feel feels good. I feel fast. Feel like yeah, I could see like if swimmer Nate came back. Yeah, in the I mix, feel I feel fast. Yeah, I'd be fast in the a lot pool. of drag on the beard. Right, no doubt. Yeah, so good. You look great. Look Thanks, great. man. Had a great weekend. How about that weekend with from a weather standpoint? Wasn't that amazing? Yesterday was unbelievable. Awesome. Took yeah. the we, we had a nice walk outside yesterday. It was great. It was kind of like the cap to our anniversary week. Arden love stronger than ever. Love is stronger than ever. Uh, Arden debuted in in uh, Footloose on Friday. Saw her Friday Saturday, and that was great. They did a great job with that. So shout out to the Hawken Players Society for crushing nice. that. Um, Same story it, as the movie. Yeah, basically. Same optics. Yeah. Who got to be the big bad? Who got to be the preacher? Uh, the preacher was this kid who he was incredible. Yeah. Um, because he was kind of terrifying on the stage. He had this like affect where his neck would kind of stick out. And he had the scowl and he looked really That's just great. menacing and he was very good. And then after the show, he came out and he was kind of being normal. And I was like, what? And he seemed like this nice young man it's called acting acting brilliant <laughs> but he was great i mean to have that kind of it was almost like a physical transformation that he did yeah. and it wasn't from makeup it's just the way that he kind of carried his body wow, and that's and next spoke, level which, yeah which was i was very impressed by and then on uh on sunday i had a moment that i've been dreading for 14 years oh no and about 10 months uh-huh I hosted Arden's boyfriend. Oh boy! For dinner. Okay. I made a bolognese that was delicious. Dare I say? Delectable. Did he appreciate it at all oh, that you were yes. hoping? And he's Italian, and he. Oh, okay. His grandmother makes you know the the, the sauce okay. in the house and and uh, in the family, and he said that this was he put me in the same rare. Oh wow! Ever, which was well, very so that's complimentary. A win. That's Huge a win. Honest to goodness, couldn't have been nicer. Sure, fantastic play sports smart comes from a good family could have been more respectful polite great handshake i, I love oh, that's always big i'm it's in nice i'm in it's easy 14 long way easy to go. and his name is uh i won't say his name but his first name starts with an e and i called uh, i was calling him told uh, Arden i was gonna call him easy e from now i on. like it of course yeah and she yeah. liked it she was, so for, she that. was for that should yeah. have had me come over to recreate the uh bad boy mike lowry yeah lowry. mike lowry <laughs> 
Uh, What's so, your name? That's what I always thought. That's what I always thought it was going to be like. Um, and I think uh, just as a, I don't want to dampen any of the enthusiasm sure. for this wonderful moment. Yeah. But I do think that if this happens, it's a different tone maybe at 16 or 17 than it is at 14. Of course, it's beautiful. It's innocence. It's, it's, innocence. it's, it's cute. Yeah, it's, great. it's fantastic. That's you know, so, but it's, I do think it will though, come a like, time where you're like, <sighs> yeah, of course. What's your intent, son? Well, right. That's what I said. So, that, so when do I get to have that talk? Yeah, that'll that'll be the yeah that'll be the. Way but this went for this for an opening salvo is Grazik, and I hope that he's if, if he's around for a while. I feel pretty I feel pretty pretty good about that. So that's nice. It's a win. Good job. Good job, Artie and Easy. I like it. Yeah. And how, then how's, how's your weekend? It's very a solid. Lot of hoops. A lot of hoops. Did a lot of hoops. Did some lacrosse. Did uh, eh, not necessarily. <laughs> um, the uh, the third graders are off. Fifth graders played, but we had we had. We had the, the basketball, and we had the lacrosse. And then yesterday, we had, I don't know, is that the best February day ever in Northeast Ohio? It's like 50 and sunny. I mean, we played hoops outdoors. I mean, the day that was 70, the wind is what made it. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, there was, was no wind. The wind was a little It was sunny. It was 50. It was in the yeah, like was low great. 50s. I, mean, I, I don't know that I've had a better one in February. It felt like April it was to great. me. Yeah, I'm with and, you. And so, like, to get to have that all stack up. Um, to where it, the boys were off and, and I was off in the afternoon. So that was that was helpful. It was a real treat. It was. Um, we do have one development letting us leading us to believe that spring is right around the corner. And that is that uh, this morning, as I was taking Buddy Garrity on his walk, um, a very stiff and strong skunk odor was oh, permeating the air. Oh, baby. Um, so good. they're in the mix. You know, that's and and I would just tell you um, – that and I know you guys know this because you have the pups. The um, this was this is our first spring with Buddy Garrity, and it was an entire different walk experience with the smell of that in the air. I mean, my head's on a swivel. Yep. Where yep. is it coming from? Yep. yep. That and then I started thinking, have Buddy almost like as a child, like all right now I got to extract him from any circumstance before it goes too far because he's going to be curious. He doesn't know any better. Um, you know, they're blind, right? And that their operation, they're blind. So they're just ambling around smelling the skunks. Yeah. So I'm like, this is, this is just not ideal. And then I, it led me to a, uh, a Google search that the best type of defense against them is predator urine. And they view dog urine as predator. But then I'm thinking to myself, every, every house in our neighborhood has a dog there should be that predator everywhere, and I think they're undeterred. <clears throat> they are undeterred. Yeah. I I'm going to tell you now. We had them living under our deck, I told you. I we had to have that. a guy come out, and he came out That's in, right. like, a full-on Doc Brown hazmat suit. And you can't, yeah. like, <laughs> just Doc kill Brown. No, you can't, because like, then it the goes. The that they have, or the whatever they, wherever you have to the trap smell them. comes from, it, 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 it's it releases on that. Kill the thing. So you have to, the idea is you have to trap and then relocate, I guess, is the way to do it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough scene, brother. I, it, it it's not anywhere on my premises, but it was in the walk that it was quite strong. And, and if it's in the walk, it's, it's in, in the, the walk. Oh, it's in the neighborhood it's for only sure. A matter of time before there's no question. And it's going to get one of them. There's too many dogs. I mean, there's you're talking one, two, three, four, five. I mean, in an 11 house development, there's six dogs. Yeah. So there, it's coming. Oh, there's going to be an Someone's going to get got. So there's going to be an encounter. I was on a bye week, 
and I was doing a show for DirecTV in New York, and I was in the airport coming home. This was like four or five years ago, and I get I was I remember I was in Newark Airport, and I called up the lovely Miss Kay, and she was beside herself. Sure, Asa had been skunked, and it was a debacle. Yeah, there's no no quick fix there, Coach. There's nothing. The worse garage that smelled for months. Oh, you got two of them, didn't you? That's yep. right. The garage smelled for months. Yeah, you're yeah, not gonna. No. My guy, the animal it. warden, D'Souza. Tell Bo, skunks are not blind. Oh. They are nocturnal. They will not stalk and attack the dog on a walk. Yeah. It's only if they're if they feel like they are attacked. Well, at, give me. Does he have any sort of tips? I'm gonna need some tips on on what to do. All right, so he won't stalk. Won't stalk. That's important for they me to know. They will not stalk and attack the dog. On I'm a writing walk. that down. Okay, so that's good. But I, for some reason, I thought they were blind, so they're just nocturnal. But then they hibernate too, right? So I think that's why they're coming out now because they think it's spring. Yeah, that's right. They're out. They're out, out in the mix. It's not, it's not they're good. out there, and they're yeah. loving it, Jerry. Loving every minute of it, Jerry. Uh, we've got some news, uh, actual news <laughs> Boy, here. Boy, um, Quite a bit. Our great friend, special teams coordinator Mike Prefer, has been relieved of his duties. Kevin Stefanski with this statement this morning. I appreciate everything Pref has done for this team in his three seasons as my special teams coordinator, but I have decided to move in another direction in the best interest of our organization. I know the city will forever be grateful for the job he did as acting head coach in our AFC wildcard win and for all his contributions while leading the Browns special teams units for the past four seasons. We wish Pref the best with his next opportunity. Um, he is near and dear to our heart. Yes. We love him. He was in here a lot. He's, yes. a, he's a naval man, um, yes. which we bonded over. Um, and we would have him on all the time for Army-Navy week and, and any time in between. Um, he is a good dude. and uh, Yes. And it sucks. I mean, it's, it really sucks. I get it. I understand it. Um, you know, the, the special teams this year were not great. Kate York especially, probably not what they were hoping for out of him in year one. Um, but um, this one, this is a tough one, man. It was tough to read that this morning. Yeah, it was, it's it's sad, and the reason that it's sad is because we liked him, and this becomes very personal, as you know, and it's it's a tough thing to to deal with. And and what's the the really hard part about it for me is that it was kind of like there were reports that came out that he was safe, that you know he had met with Fancy mm -hmm. and he was going to be back. Like this is it's February what twenty first. Yeah, this is a tough time for him as well. And it feels like if you're reading between the tea leaves that the Colts have a new head coach. Yeah. Bubba Ventrone, who played for the Browns. Uh, the Browns have requested permission and, and everybody out of out of Indianapolis is Stephen Holder has kind of basically been reporting that he'll join us later. Right? And he will join us at two o'clock. Yeah. That basically it's a done deal. He's coming here. So it could be a situation where they said, this is a guy that we really want. And so they made the change, but tough, man. Honest to goodness, tough. Like, really, 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 really tough is what I would say. Yeah, I thought what he did um, with Scottish Hammer in year one was pretty remarkable he, stuff. You know, some of this stuff. Yeah, he's real good. He's done a great job. What has, unfortunately, is the case with coaches. You know, we had one of the three punt returns in the league this year, even after losing our returner. You know, Cade York wasn't as consistent. You know, we don't recover the onside kick against the Jets. We gave up a long return that, that had a, a big thing in the Ravens game. But our special teams unit on the whole was quite good. Yeah. And so it's it's 
it, you're sad for him. You're frustrated for him. And, and it's funny, but this just goes when you talk about this business, how it truly is just a few plays here or there change the fortunes of all the people coaching. When people say, why do these games matter so much? Here's a perfect example why. Mm-hmm. You know, our defense was top, I think, 10 over the last, since week seven on, mm-hmm. our defense coordinator got fired. Now he got a job right away. But that's how slim the margin for error is, and that's how much you need to win. That's what it's about. You've got to win. And unfortunately, they did not. No, and, you know, I think it probably – you always have – you wonder in the back of your head, like, you invest so much in Cade York that that needed to be – really great i mean you're, you're coming off of a year when evan mcpherson comes in and hits the p- kicks that he hit for cincinnati yep. and was a game changer in yep. a positive sense and york didn't have that didn't have that type of year and so i'm i'm sure it's like look we just invested in that we gotta we gotta get this going like that that everything else to your point fine but like the Cade york part of it needed to be sorted out now it stabilized um but was never the weapon i don't think that any that you thought he would be on the draft um, so that's something that I'm sure was at this was central to this. Yeah, if they think that they can get you know somebody who's better with kickers. Now I don't know that as I think about you know how Indianapolis kickers have performed because remember didn't they have Rodrigo Blankenship and he got He's bounced gone. out of town? Yeah, uh, and it was I believe this year it was our guy, Chase McLaughlin, who was their kicker and had a nice season for them. I think you could be right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Chase yeah. McLaughlin. So uh, it's it's just wild, man. It really is. It is a wild, wild thing, and it's 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 sad. These are sad days, and for the Browns now, you've changed your your defensive coordinator. You've changed your special teams coordinator. Yep. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the things that have not changed with this staff, with this team, to get it right, I think, in, in 2023, and justifiably so. Uh, we have some other comings and goings on our staff. Uh, the Browns reported they expect to hire Ephraim Banda as the new safeties coach, according to Ian Rappaport. Banda, currently the defensive coordinator at Utah State, spent time at Mississippi State in Miami. Um, I wonder where the connection's there. He's never coached in the NFL. So I, I wonder where the familiarity with Schwartz or his staff. or Coach safeties at Miami from yeah. 16 to 20. Final two years there, he's co-defensive coordinator. I'm guessing that's Miami, the U. Uh, never played or coached in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. If he was, his final two years was he was co-defensive coordinator at Miami, and then he went to be the defensive coordinator at Utah State. That's the going the opposite direction a little bit. I, I there must be some familiarity. I'm guessing when we see a full uh, a full bio, there has to be at some point. And then the Cardinals have officially hired our uh, our quarterbacks coach Drew Petzing to be their new offensive coordinator. That opened over the weekend as well. Did and I miss him speaking, even more. Speaking of Mr. Petzing from Josina Anderson, just a few moments ago. I'm told the Cardinals offensive coordinator Drew Petzing has expressed interest in having both Browns offensive quality control coach Ashton Grant and Bill Willis diversity coaching fellow Israel Wolfwick hey. join him in Arizona. See her last week. And the, both of them. Yeah. We're they both were. Yeah, well, That's right, both. It's like when uh, <laughs> I, missed, I missed the first one. They both. Come on in the CBD studio. Uh, there you on. go. Petzing was just on a month ago. He was just All on a month ago. Yeah, the three of you them. You want a job, we, we give it. this last year with Quazy? Yeah. Quazy. We had Quazy on in this studio after he had already been hired. This That's is true. Also true. As the That's as, as true. the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, did we do the first interview with him? Yeah. Yes. Not, not, other than what he did with them, like the well, he did other than the press conference. conference. The, press conference. the first one on one was done by us. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, look, Drew Petzing has wanted to be an offense coordinator for years. It is an incredible, incredible 
it's a meteoric opportunity rise for him. Too. It is a meteoric rise. Um, and I know that the guys on this staff are were sad to see him go, but very happy for him sure. as well. So, yeah, that's an opening. We'll get into kind of all the openings there going forward. But um, I got to tell you, I really don't see what it would be here. So here I'll come I'm just Banda? Run for Banda. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. run through it right here. So Banda played um, at Incarnate Word. Okay. From 2008 to 2010, he was a 25-year-old walk-on, one of the oldest college players in college football at the time. Stayed with the Cardinals, a student assistant, named a graduate assistant at Texas in 2012 behind the recommendation of a former Incarnate Word coach who was hired at Texas, while Texas developed a close relationship with Longhorns defensive coordinator Manny Diaz as they both got their first jobs outside of coaching. Stayed with the program as they transitioned from Mac Brown to Charlie Strong before joining Diaz at Mississippi State as a defensive quality control coach. Then he followed Diaz to Miami, where he was named the safeties coach in 2016. He left briefly to ex- Diaz left briefly to accept the head coaching position at Tampa. Bandos promoted to co-defensive coordinator. He was named defensive coordinator and safeties coach at Utah State on January 5th. And uh, now here he is. Yeah, I was just looking at their – I don't see anything in Schwartz's – history that, that would, would that, connect, that connect no. you know unless a son i mean his son i don't know that's but no i don't that seems to be out of the clear blue sky. so the fact that they're that it, again we don't know but that it's being reported he's being hired to be the safeties coach again these are reports uh from ian rapaport that would lead me to believe that uh brandon lynch will remain as working with the corners as he did last year and that that basically Banda would be replacing Jeff Howard and what he did with the safeties. But it doesn't sound like he's being called the DB coach. But we'll see that when that all comes down and, and is official here uh, for the Browns. But interesting. Yeah, very, very. Because usually in, when, when something like that happens, there's a connection somewhere. You know, but I, as you went through that, I, didn't, I did not hear any. One other thing we had to – got to mention here before we – there's a lot to get to. We'll go through these openings. We've got a lot going on in, around the NFL as well. Um, so one of the cool things that happened this weekend has happened on Friday night. You were at the play uh, for the, the lovely Arden, mm-hmm. and and you and I were texting in an intermission, and we were talking about Miz and the celebrity game. We had Miz on. We had him on Friday, that day, and we talked about you know what type of what he was looking for from a stat standpoint. Sure. He was looking for a double double. Um, the play overall in it was brutal, um, and. There was one human. Did you, by the way, we were, but the way that it ended, sidetracked, did you know the one human who I would have hated playing with having watched, or did you watch it? I watched that once I saw Just, it. Then you knew, yeah, then, yeah. 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 So there was a guy there that this dude with this waft of hair that was on Miz's team that shot it every time. That's what he said. We it didn't felt be, like he had to be the point guard. Is it like Mion or something like that? He said we didn't play basketball. If we, didn't, if we played no, guy, basketball, we would have won. He's He's right. They didn't. This one dude who's like a Brazilian famous yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like one of the top Latin artists. I don't know who the hell he is, but it, the guy kept wanting the ball, and they kept giving it to him. He'd be like the worst guy to ever play pickup on. Uh, so, like, Miz awful. never got it. And not only – like, they had actual people who could play, like legitimate people who could play. By the way, did where did Richard Jefferson come from? He just subbed in. Him and Carlos Boozer just came in. For fun? Yeah, like they had this thing where you could, like, draft a pro, and then a former pro could come play it for a few up and down. So that's how that was. Um, but the basketball is dreadful. So as I'm watching this damn thing, my kids are into it, so I watched it. And they knew this Jesser and these other people that I'd never heard of. Um, like, Mike, it's a legit half-court shot, and I'm watching it live. Should have been a walk-off winner. It's outrageous. It would have been a tie. Well, I th- didn't they say it was a four-pointer because it was from half-court? Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. it would have been. It would have been a walk-off winner. He missed it by 
getting it off by about a millis a half second probably something like that but in real time it was close enough that I thought, my God, did he just win He it? intercepted a pass. Why they threw a ball to half court I, makes no idiots. sense. Idiots. He intercepts a pass at half court and then chucks it and just absolute drainos so it. My initial text to you was, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Because in, in live time, I'm like, he just won it. Yeah. Or at least tied it. Like, that happened. And then it then it changed. But it was, it was so great. And the timing of it, because we were talking with him, like you and I talked about off air, like, if he could do this, there's a potential for a Mr. Perfect homage, Mr. Awesome. It's there. It's for there him. now. Well, he won. I, I, I obviously talked to him afterwards. Yeah. He won that night. He won. The I night. said you won the night. It with was an that ESPN moment. headline the next day. It was one of the thing on headlines. It was like that. The Miz hits half court shot. Top play. It was amazing. I mean, you get so. What I said to him, I said, "Here's what's insane about the moment." Okay. You hit the shot. Should have counted. It doesn't even, and I said it doesn't even matter that it didn't count. Almost better. Yeah, it's erroneous. Makes no difference. You got Fat Joe on commentary live as it's happening, screaming your name, going nuts, being like, "Never, we never lose. We never lose." Never lost. And running out there, you have DK Metcalf looking dumbfounded. That look on his face is priceless. You have Giannis running over and putting Miz in a headlock after Miz is in Richard Jefferson's arms. Then he's hugging Shaq. I'm like, "You're hugging Shaq and Dwayne Wade." Right. After in in the pandemonium of it, then Giannis comes over and puts him in a headlock. I'm like. Like wh- your life is already completely insane, and I go. This was even. Yeah. This was even insane by your life's standards. Correct. And he was like, I, I can't. He-, he couldn't even believe it. He said it was one of the coolest moments of his of his you know of his life, and the things that he gets to do to have that happen. He's interacting with you know some of the greatest players like Giannis, Shaq, Dwayne Wade, are yep. probably if there's a twenty a twelve on twelve. Greatest well, of all, all time game in the fifty greatest players of all time. Sure, Wade yeah. is the one that might not be a lock to be in that game, but Giannis is in the game, and so is Shaq. Yeah, it's amazing. I was like, you got celebrities going nuts for you. You it's got great. everybody. It's everywhere. So good. Did you see them? That did you see the? Uh, I sent it to you. There's the meme where it's the Spider Man with like the the fuzzy glasses. He's looking, he can't really see, and it's like S- Steph Curry, and then he puts the glasses on, and it's the Miz. Right. And Steph Curry is liking his Instagram posts and great. like responding to it. I'm like, what is going on right now? Crazy, crazy the, moments. The, he had and and a lot because of the way that they played. He had really no impact on the game because of the way he was on so the same guy's get the ball. team. He couldn't get the ball. He couldn't do anything. Um, the guy was driving me nuts, and yet he won it. He won the night. It was awesome. He won the night really in great. one moment in a way that nobody else could. And it was that, awesome. It was unbelievable, and it made yeah. me so happy for him. It made me watch that stupid thing because he was in it because I was curious how he would do. Like, and he I'm, gave you the moment. I wanted to see how it would go. He gave you the moment. He rewarded yeah. your your yeah. patience, your diligence, yeah. and it gave you the moment to just to make it happen. I, I It was an awesome. I couldn't awesome. be happier for yeah. him. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Hey, a Are, couple more notes from the Animal Warden. Yep. D'Souza. D'Souza. If you see a skunk, just stop, walk backwards, and away slowly. Yeah, get away from it. They only spray in imminent danger. Okay. Good note. So if someone is 10 feet away, they're okay. Just don't keep approaching it. Okay. All right. In all caps, don't walk a dog with a retractable leash. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that anyway. Keep on a short leash, especially at dusk and dawn hours. When letting out at night or in the morning, don't let the pup run free. Turn on the lights. Give a quick scope. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I do that anyway. So I'm, um, that's good. Those are good. These are all good notes. And he said, "Here's the other issue. Right now is mating season for skunks. Mm, 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 mm. Not great. All right. So we got to. Yeah. Does he do skunk eradication? No. He, well, he's the animal warden, so there has to be some kind of. Got to be something. Yeah, we need. He's got to be able to you do. You can't, something. and they're t- yeah, you can't we eradicate them. This the legend, legend, legendary yeah. guy come over because we had this. We had him a couple of years, a couple of summers ago. There was a couple of them that were cruising around, and um, guy came out and he's like, "If you want me to, we can get rid of this, but you're not going to like the way it looks." And it was basically a series of box traps. To, to that you had to be throughout the yard and i'm like i really don't care how it looks and then somehow it went away but i mean i i remember going down the road of like a series of elaborate traps to get the thing out of it. oh man awful piss by the way not even a cut co- we didn't even, not even a comment for this it's the first it's gorgeous i'm so taken by your face you're punning slicked i just wasn't ready i i'm i i'm gonna use i'm bring it out at the combine I'll bring the combine then. Yeah, I mean it's combine. So today combine I wouldn't put it on until I was. I didn't want to have it in my house when I was like cleaning this morning. Mm-hmm. So I put it on right when I got in the car. I took it off to work out. I took it off while I ate. Yeah, and then now it's on. Again. I'm nervous to wash it. I'm not. I was worried about this like drying. What it's like. made in Milan. Yeah, I, I would. So I don't know, but it's gonna. It'll get run out next week at the combine for provided we're all there. That's that's old. It'll look look great. I look oh, forward. Yeah. You and I walking in in unison. Maybe Gibby will finally wear his. What you gonna wear it at the combine? I usually tend to. to you can I yeah. usually go like the polo and nice pants. So wear wear it over the polo. Over the polo, which is a look I like. I see a lot of people doing it. A lot of the the JT Justin Thomas so is doing biggest, that a lot now. It's not that I don't love the sweatshirt. Yeah, I wear the sweatshirt. I've worn the sweatshirt twice out and about, and had many people I'm ask sure. about it. Yeah, out and about. it's an attention here, here. Here's the problem with white. Or cream, mm-hmm. or anything bright. It's a cream. It's a cream. My issue is, I like to wear my food. Well, so well yeah, you don't. You, gotta, wear, you can't like, eat it. I just you said can't. you take it off. You got to take it off to eat. Take it okay, off babe. to eat. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, depending on the shirt underneath, might yeah. not. It, it might be better off for the world if I just kept it on. <laughs> well, you got you got to wear it at the combine. Got to. You have to. I mean, Come it's, on. It's, it's, it's got to get sorted out. Sorted out. Um, all right. We will go around the NFL coming up next. We're off and running here on a Tuesday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking yeah. Backers, presented by Milk Bones and Browns. It's club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, a fan club for dogs. That's going to be your new thing? Yeah. Just, what, just to see if you're on. Yeah, see if I'm on. Instead of hitting the mic, I'm just going to make a crazy sound. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, really it sounded was. like a cat that was like hit by an electrical yeah. current. I don't yeah, know what it was. like that. That was good. Uh, today is I'm going to come with a good chicken later. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. You, you probably have more experience. Well, 
Yeah. I'm very familiar yeah. with their operations. Yeah. See what you think of it. The hens have a different sound than the roosters. I don't know who I am. I'm not. I'm not like cockadoodle-do. That's the rooster guy. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. give like more of a a buck buck bagurk type thing of it. Buck, 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 buck. That's kind of what it is. I'm gonna give you a little more of that. That's it. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what you think. See. All right. I'll judge it. See well, how it goes. Coming your way at approximately. <laughs> 145. <laughs> You'll get that then as we go around the NFL. Franchise take window officially <laughs> opens today. Runs through March 7th. So this is when you can start doing it. You won't see any. I don't think you'll see any real tags today. You'll no. see this as things don't work out. Among the names are big ones. Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, uh, Geno Smith, Orlando Brown. Uh, Saquon Barkley is is up as well. The numbers. Um, yes. How about the, uh, the linebacker mm-hmm. is the most expensive because they must be lumping in. D, they outside linebackers. Yeah. Outside linebackers. Outside linebackers and three fours. Yeah. Look at the defensive tackle up to 19 million. Right now, the best, if you have a tight end, that's a good value. Safety is a pretty good value as well. Yeah. And is it the, what did I see about the exclusive number on quarterbacks is like 45? Yeah. So what does that mean? Exclusive? That's the one where they have to give you like two first rounders yeah. or whatever so you yeah. can take Even them more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, what Lamar would be in that world, I would think, right? He's. I don't know what's going to happen with. There are so many dominoes that are going to fall all of a sudden at this quarterback position. I think. I think this is going to be a wild off season of quarterback movement. So, when do you think it needs to start being done by? Like, are we going to get stuff next week? I don't know. Didn't you see cars? And that's the next note on this: is that David Carr, the brother of Derek, who I imagine has a good source, just like we just sourced some news right there. I wish we, we could actually share. source it, but, I, but we, we can tell you source the for person. a fact. Yeah, source yeah. the person himself. There's been other instances in history where we've had that properly sourced, so, and again, zip it. Yeah. But but I heard it from the person. No. He literally said it to me. To me. Yeah. Along with some other things. Anyway, David saying it's going to be a long process for his younger brother, despite Derek receiving high interest from the Jets and other teams. So I don't know why he would want to take his time. To me, you'd want to get this deal done if you're Derek Carr. You were in a unique position to get this done prior to the start of free agency so that all of the available money is is out there, right? Yeah. You want to be the first person to sign. So, so you can lock in. They won't be able to pay you probably until that happens, right? I think it's – I think it's – when he says long or it's going to be a long process, I, I think what he's the way I read it was it's not going to be tomorrow, okay. but it'll be it's so, going to be in the next two weeks. So, it has to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are really kind of two different pursuits that are happening here. The Derek Carr pursuit. Just think about this. When's the last time a Pro Bowl quarterback came to a true free market? I mean, Brady did, but it was that was a different circumstance. Different. Like Cousins is probably the last one that yeah. was a true free agent that played out his cap, his his franchise tags, and was a true free agent. Like to have a, a starting NFL Pro Bowl caliber quarterback be available for no cost to you, that doesn't happen very often. Cousins is the last one I could remember. It's wild that came to market totally free. So. There are going to be teams, whether it's the Jets, and I'm thinking of all those teams in the in the NFC South, who look at Derek Carr and say, Derek Carr, what is he, 30, 32, somewhere in there? Yeah, 2014 so, draft. Okay, so he's probably 33, And he 30, played all, there. yeah, this full way there. So, yeah. yeah, 22, so we'll call him yeah, he's 32, 30, 31. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So he's going to have – there are going to be teams that look at him and go – 
we can have Derek Carr for nothing in terms of assets for 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 nothing for the next five years, and what what does that get us? Does that get us what? Let's use Cousins. What does that get us? What Minnesota's been the last five six years? For many teams, that's a big win. That's winning the NFC South. If you you put him on one of those teams, he'd be the oh, best yeah. quarterback in the division. You win the division. You can win a. I mean, they want a playoff game in Minnesota with Cousins. Like yeah. it's all. If we want to just use that as a doppelganger, then there are going to be other places that say, with a quarterback, we can go win a Super Bowl. Yep. And that quarterback might be Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And we will give up first round picks in order to get that window, which is the Stafford Rams window. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of, and then you mentioned the other dominoes, the Lamar domino in this, um, whatever the bears do at the top of the draft, there's a lot going on. Good Derek Carr though. I feel like you could even say he could be Stafford ish at this stage in his career when he was good. I don't think he could be in the AFC. No, the NFC, though. In the NFC, sure. though, I think you could definitely see him taking the he, team to a he, Super Bowl. He in the turn, NFC. turns 32 on March the 28th. He turns 32. He, Derek Carr has played with, I was reading something about it, so he's a four-time Pro Bowler. He has played with, in his career, the worst DVOA defense and special teams of, like, any quarterback ever. I believe that. So I think he's unfairly judged by how awkward he was on hard knocks. He is a strange guy. I think people saw him on Hard Knocks and went, this is a weird dude, a different dude, different way of going about his business. And so, and, and I think he's held back by that. And I think he's, it's also, you mentioned four-time Pro Bowler in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, that's where all the quarterback talent has been. Prior to this last season, which was not great for him. Prior to this last season, he had five straight years where he completed at least 67.3% of his passes, threw for more than 4,000 yards, threw for more than averaged over well over 20 touchdowns, averaged about maybe 10 interceptions per year, and had a quarterback rating that was right around 100 for five straight seasons. He did that. Yeah, that's track record, man. Like, he can play. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if he's in the NFC, that's and it's a team that's a quarterback away in the NFC, you're a contender. Yeah. You know, wherever that may be. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if that's in the one of those NFC South teams. Is that Washington? Is it the Giants if they don't do something with Dan Dimes? Yeah, the NFC East is the toughest division to go into of all sure. of them. But if you can get to this, like you said, to your point, the South, South, you have a chance to really, I think, be good pretty quickly. I think the Saints would be an intriguing play, landing spot for him. Mm -hmm. um, I still think Atlanta is a great landing spot for Lamar Jackson. Go ahead and get him right out of the AFC yeah. and get him down there. I think that he would that would fit well with what they do down there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. If I'm a quarterback, yeah, I want to go to the NFC to to the because NFC, I man. want bites at the apple and I want swings at the plate for all the analogies, which means getting into the playoffs. Your path to the playoffs is significantly easier in the NFC than it is the AFC, period, end of story. Hard stop. Like, not, not even close. close. Not close. Right. So, but that, those are the, I think you'll, you'll get a feeling on this next week at the combine. We'll get a feeling on a lot of this stuff. Yep. A couple of the coaching updates. The officially uh, agreed to terms as the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach in Washington. The Colts expected to name Jim Bob Cooter, their new offensive coordinator. Great name. Best name. Huge. I mean, it's huge. Weird for a name like that to go from Jacksonville to Indy. Feels like Jacksonville's the we right started spot. it. He was in Detroit, right? Wasn't he in Detroit yeah, for a I, while? Yeah. He definitely was. Chargers are promoting Derek Ainsley, Ansley as their new defensive coordinator for Tom Pelissero. So uh, the last item here on this uh, around the NFL and then around the sports world landscape. Saturday night, 
I had what has become a very unique sports experience. One where I saw something live that was stunning, shocking, wonderful. It's awesome. And did not see it coming in any way, shape, or form. I don't even know how I stumbled onto it. It was... Nobody saw it coming. The boys had gone to bed. I didn't... And I, it's funny because I was last week, I think you and I were talking about this. I didn't even know who the four people were in the dunk contest, except for Kenyon Martin Jr., only because I knew his dad. Right. I didn't even know there was a Kenyon Martin Jr. Same. That I didn't know he existed. And I just happened to, let's see where they are on All-Star Saturday night. Yep. And I turned it on, and Mac McClung goes fourth, which leads me to go to, who the hell is this? Who's this guy? Who's Matt McClung? So I get in, and I'm looking in. Yeah. Okay, all-time leading high school scorer. Virginia played at Georgetown, played at Texas Tech. G League guy played two games for the Sixers. Like, who is this guy? And then he proceeded to give me one of the most unique sports moments of just an explosion onto the scene that you did not see coming. I had no clue he could do any of I mean, no looking idea. Looking at him, you'd have no idea. And, by the way, your, his resume, I don't even understand he was – the only thing that maybe kind of, I would say, tipped me off is that you just read his resume, and it doesn't feel like you should be allowed to be in the NBA slam dunk contest with that resume. But so, nobody's in it, so I just thought, well, they right, just but, needed warm bodies to be in the thing. He had to be pretty. So yeah. upon further inspection, he's known to for this. Like, apparently there's YouTube channels that have his stuff. Okay. But I, so that's how he got it. But for most of us, knew no, nothing. nothing. Of it. I knew nothing. Never knew even. Nothing. I'd Were never you watching it live? Heard his name. So I saw. I don't know if it was your tweet. I saw a tweet about it and then put it on. Okay, so you maybe missed the first dunk live. But then I saw. But then I you watched next three. It. Yes, I watched the next yeah. three. Yeah. And I was just like, he's floating. <laughs> he's done. He did. He did three dunks I've never seen before. I've never seen anybody hurdle two a so guy supposedly... on his back and back tap the backboard and dunk and then dunk it. Yeah, the I've never yeah. seen anybody do a five forty, ever. Yeah, and I've never seen anybody then... jump, and and then double pump a windmill. That I, that was I've never nuts. seen that. He just he was suspended in air. Yes, Glenn Robinson Jr. was that who jumped over two people? I don't know. Somebody did a similar one to him, but didn't tap the backboard. Where they went over and then it ended up being a reverse over two with a guy like on another guy's shoulders. The five forty was similar to somebody else, but he, everything he did was with more panache. It was just better. The fact that he's six two, yeah, only made it more extraordinary to watch because you saw the difference of, from his feet to the ground was was what it was. I was trying to think of other things that were just shocking comets out of nowhere, and I thought of like Yasiel Puig was like that with the Dodgers. Like nobody. He's like came over in a boat at night from Cuba, and then all of a sudden he was hitting leadoff for the Dodgers and hitting, yeah, eight hundred. Yes, yeah, I was like, is this Babe Ruth? <laughs> and, and then he, he did it for a whole year, and then disappeared. Same thing, yeah. And the only other one was like Linsanity. Jeremy Lin did that with the Knicks, but it wasn't like this was a live moment. We we aren't surprised much as sports fans anymore. We're smarter than we've ever been. We know who's good when they're fifteen, you know. So like. To have somebody I've never heard of dunk like I've never seen anybody dunk, and I'm not saying it's been the Carter reaction of the players was too like, was also yeah it was like, like they're like wait what who are we watching and then who gave was it Lisa Leslie that gave him a nine yeah she blew it that was the only my wife was so mad that was the only nine everything else and they all should have been fifties she gave him a forty nine every single one it should have been four perfect scores he never missed by the way. 
Didn't miss. Which that's critical. I think that was Shaq's advice. Don't miss one. Do that. That's a win. Um, that was. Fun, Can we though. talk about Sunday night? We not next hour. Okay. Next hour we'll talk about Sunday night. Goodness um, gracious. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll take a look at our head, our coaching vacancies on the staff. Uh, Kevin Spansky's got a lot of work ahead of him here. We'll get to that coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. It's not bad. It's not bad. Brought to you by Pally Bent coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Just the looking in there and the look from, like, from like a disappointed and unhappy father figure in there. It's not a look of disdain. Like the first time you did it, I was like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, is it gear malfunctioning? And I just kind of gave you a look and I was like, all right, fine. I get it where you're going. But then Mr. Ed's been dead for ten minutes, and you just decided to whoop him again. Right. No, I, well, I announced that this one was this coming. Is, this one was yeah. coming. It was pretty it was good. Scheduled. I think having. Yeah, that's not bad. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, if this doesn't work out, yeah, I can play a chicken in a movie. You'd be, be ready. The voice. There you go. Yeah. All right. Here's where we stand. Uh, we need a special teams coordinator. Yep. Uh, you talked. You mentioned this earlier um, in terms of the gentleman in Bubba Indy, Ventrone, Bubba Ventrone, former Brown, former Brown, and we'll talk to Stephen Holder about that here so, at the top of the hour. So he would be at the top of the list. Yeah, he was the special teams captain for the Browns in 2011 and 12. Was a special teams captain for the Niners in 13 and 14. Played safety for the Browns from 2009 2012. Uh, his special teams units have ranked in the top five each of the last five years in Indy, where he has been the special teams coordinator. And it, if if reporting is to be believed, it does feel like he is. It's all he's taking the he's taking the job. Somebody just tweeted us out an even better. Oh my goodness gracious me! Did you see that dunk? No. Oh my goodness! McClung? Yeah, look, looks just the jack of hearts. All right, to I'll us. find it. I'll find it. Um, all right, so we'll ask Stephen Holder about him uh, coming up at two o'clock. When was he here, Bubba Ventrone? Two thousand and nine to two thousand twelve. So predates both of us. Both of us, yeah. And yep. he was special teams captain for the Browns in eleven and twelve. When I my first year, which would have been thirteen, thirteen season, he went to the Niners and was the Niners special teams captain in thirteen and fourteen. And as I mentioned, his his units have been elite they've been elite so units yes uh we need a new quarterbacks coach because drew petzing went to arizona to run the offense there uh ravens quarterback coach james urban has been one of the names linked to the browns for uh this that's per jet zrebeck who we've had many many times on the program and he had been the ravens and he'd been their quarterback coach there. We need a defensive line coach because Chris Kiffin uh, is, is no longer with us. Um, and then a DB, defensive backs coach and passing game coordinator as well. So there's a lot on we got the a staff lot to, that's got to get sorted out. We got a lot to do. And, you know, you look at offensively, Stefanski, obviously head coach, and he runs the offense. He's back. Alex Van Pelt's back at, at OC. Stump Mitchell back with the running backs. You've got Chad O'Shea with the receivers, C.C. McCartney with the tight ends, and the great Bill Callahan, assisted by Scott Peters with the offensive line. 
So you've got an opening quarterback coach. Do you need one? Not necessarily. I mean, Alex Van Pelt could easily be the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. I don't know that you need one, but obviously that is a change with Drew gone. So perhaps they will want one there. But defensively, you know, you've got some changes now. And, and it feels like really the opening is D-line coach. Mm-hmm. If Banda is coming in to be the replace Jeff Howard with the safeties, Brandon Lynch, you know, from all accounts is still here. We haven't heard anything different on that with the corners. Um, and then we, we need special teams. Um, and it sounds like it could, we could have the special teams one sounds like it could be filled quicker. Now, as I understand it, the Colts have to grant permission, and we'll talk all about this with Stephen Holder. Now, the Browns could also just do what the exactly what the Washington – commanders did with the enemy which is say oh yeah you're the offense coordinator and assistant head coach so he could just be social teams coordinator and assistant head coach to give it a right. promotion and then you don't have to get their permission um yeah a lot of turmoil and again some odd odd timing of the changes that have happened here uh for the browns you know with drew petzing leaving this week your special teams coordinator leaving and again it feels like and we'll get more uh insight from holder i would guess that the Browns just really, really wanted Bubba Ventrone, and with the coaching change in Indianapolis, and that coming as late as it did, with given that it came from the Eagles after the Super Bowl, that now that's a possibility, and so they decided to make this move. I, I think one, it, I'm with you. It all the timing of it is not what normally no, happens. bums you out for a brief, and briefs are guys, so we, yeah. you know, that bums you. But the the other thing is, is like the whole league's behind schedule. Yes, you know, like there weren't. This was not a coaching this was not a coaching window where there were there was Sean Payton and then everybody else there weren't a bunch of guys out there who we were waiting on no if you, I mean the eye the, it was like both in Indy and in in Arizona it was like well we, I guess we might as well hire the coordinators in Philly they're good and so they did it's not like anyone was talking about Gannon and I'm, I'm blanking on the guy in Indy Steicher or Steiker, yeah We'll have to find out how he says it. It wasn't like we were hearing their names. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like Robert Sala when it was like, well, someone's going to hire Robert Sala. Like, just a matter of he was going to pick his right spot. That wasn't the case here. Like, it felt like Indy and Arizona kind of exhausted options and then ended up with the two coordinators for Philly for lack of better options. Yes. And I think so that made the coaching carousel last a lot longer than it normally did because normally – you got guys hired in the first couple of weeks, it feels like. Yeah. And there were many job open. I mean, even Reich was late. It's not like he was right away in Carolina. A lot of them were down the road a couple weeks yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. For sure. Strange hiring season. And it just has kind of created, it's your point, a late start on a lot of these coaching situations uh, that have happened. And the Browns obviously are, are kind of caught in that with one of those new coaches hired after the Super Bowl, plucking our quarterback coach to be their OC. And now it feels like we are plucking a, an available special teams coordinator to replace the great brief. All right. So we'll uh, ask Steph, Stephen Holder. He's been all over this uh, ESPN NFL reporter in Indy. Uh, what he can tell us about Bubba Ventrone and about this process. That will come up at the top of the hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
All right, let's head on to the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. On the other end, we find ESPN NFL reporter Stephen Holder. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much covering the Colts uh, over in Indy. A lot of Bubba Ventrone. What what can you tell us where we stand now? Is is this thing done, as you understand it, or close? I don't think done is the right uh, description, but I but I do think there's a lot of expectation that he'll end up in Cleveland. That. That is definitely true. I mean, I heard about this early this morning, and the the feedback I was getting is that he's on his way to Cleveland. Obviously, that might have been overstated by some of those sources, but but that speaks to uh, the expectation of, of people in the league right now uh, that, that this is likely to happen. So we'll see. I mean, nothing's ever done until it's done. And, and the one thing I'd say is that th- there has been a lot of movement here and this this hiring cycle has been uh if you talk to people that they've they've all kind of said this has been just an unusually busy hiring cycle so things have become have become a little unpredictable but but i would not be surprised if this gets done that's for sure yeah, it's been a strange cycle, and it's also because it's been a delayed cycle. The Colts, one of the two teams hiring, you know, one of the coordinators of the Eagles yeah. after the Super Bowl. So you're having this movement in February. What you know would make Ventrone want to leave? Did did um, and how do you say your new head coach's name? The last name? Uh, Shane Steichen. 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 Did Steichen have a special teams coordinator of his own? Because you look up the resume and, and Bubba Ventrone's units have been top five every year that he's been there. So how has it come to be that he would be available? And it almost feels like that's the reason Prefer was let go today by the Browns is because Bubba Ventrone is now suddenly available to them. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. Like, you can connect those dots and it definitely does make sense if you do that. Now, to answer your question – I would say this, when when the Colts introduced Steichen last week, uh, I guess a week ago today, they had the press conference, uh, the, the coaches who were still on the staff were all in attendance, including Bubba Ventrone, uh, the defensive staff, which we expect to be retained, uh, but there hasn't been any official announcement. And so I was working under the assumption, like a lot of people, that Bubba Ventrone was coming back. I know that he is held in yeah. high regard in the organization. Uh, so it, it may just be as simple as this just came about. That it's possible. It's very, very possible. This just came about. I, I don't have any indication that that this was something that had been brewing for a long time. I reached out to a couple sources in in the Colts organization today, and they were unaware until this news came out. So I, I do think this is something that's just unfolding. And so what I'm saying is I I presume this opportunity just came up, and there's a couple things that would Perhaps, right? Perhaps, I'm speculating, but perhaps make this appealing to him. Uh, Bubba Ventrone has a lot of interest in becoming a head coach in the long term, and I think he has the stuff to do it. I really do. Now, to do that, maybe he gets I, – I don't know what the, the Browns staff currently looks like, but maybe there's an a, associate head coach kind of title to be had. Sure. That would certainly be appealing. Uh, money is always a factor for all of us, okay? Uh that's that certainly uh, could be a factor here. So, you know, I just think when you're looking at your long-term goals, sometimes, you know, you have to kind of move around and, and position yourself to get where you want to go. That There could be a lot of reasons that uh, that we aren't aware of that, that maybe make this uh, appealing to Bubba Ventrone. But you are right. He is definitely, I think, among the elite uh, special teams coordinators in the NFL. 
Have the Colts granted the permission? We know the Browns have asked for permission. Is it your understanding that the Colts have granted that permission at this time? So it's a little unclear. I mean, it, it, it certainly appears that way. I mean, every, every indication is that there's strong interest there. I, I think generally you know, when, when, these, when, when permission is requested, when we hear about it, it's usually because uh, the, the coach is going to make the interview, right? <laughs> generally, yeah. every blue moon you hear about permission being denied, that generally doesn't, doesn't happen very often because those conversations tend to not come out. Um, so, yeah, a little speculative there, but my interpretation of this is that it has been. What we also are unclear about is, and a lot of times this is hard with, with assistant coaches, we don't always know their contract status. It's possible his contract's up or about to be up. I think those assistant coach contracts come up usually at some point after the Super Bowl. So if not, if not already, then pretty soon. And so if that's the case, then, you know, then it would just kind of be almost a formality, if you will, you know, if a coach is coming out of his contract, but, but I'm not clear on that part, but, but it does seem as though um, that, that that permission was granted. And look, I think the Colts, the Colts having just made a coaching change, you know, I think maybe in a situation like that, you want to kind of do your guys a solid if they're looking for other opportunities, which would be understandable. The last thing I would say is I have no idea if this is a factor here, but I'm just mentioning this. Um, Ventrone was passed over for the interim head coach job when Frank Reich was dismissed in mid season. I know he would have been very interested in, in having that title. And I think, I happen to think he would have been probably the best choice. And so, mm-hmm. you know, something to keep in mind, you know, way in the back of our heads, if and when this happens, maybe a question to ask him. Talking to the great Stephen Holder, ESPN NFL reporter in Indy, about Bubba Ventrone, current special teams coordinator there, potentially could be the future one here. Um, you've mentioned this on a couple of, uh, of your answers, and I've taken notes certainly about him having the stuff to be a head coach. Uh, what, what does he have – what is there to him, or is it just it? And if you have it, he does. What, what can you tell us about him, the man, his coaching style that would Leadership. lead you to, lead yeah. you to have that type of uh, stance on him? Yeah, so there is sort of the intangible stuff, right, which you kind of mentioned there. there there's that. And and I'll, if I ever figure it out, you know, how to explain it, I'll bottle it <laughs> and sell it. But but failing that, I think everybody kind of knows what you mean, right? It's just there's a there's a vibe about that you that you get from some guys, right? Who who just kind of have it. So there's that, and then coupled with with the things that his players say about him, and and just the way that he coaches them hard, but also uh, gets the best out of them. But I I think there are some also there are also some tangible things we can point to, and it's a couple things. Number one, I think he has a really good eye for talent. Uh, I can point to uh, a few years ago, I think when he first got here, in fact, uh, I can point to them, you know, looking at uh, Rodrigo Blankenship as um, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a, a guy who was coming in as an undrafted free agent, uh, punter, kicker, I think out of the University of Hawaii. Uh, they end up keeping him as their, their punter, and he becomes one of the best punters in the NFL. You know, that was that was really uh, Bubba Ventrone who, who saw that in him and, and really – um, you know, was open to that uh, and, and convinced, and that, that's the other thing, sold the organization on that too, which is also important. The other thing I would say is there have been a number of, I think, really good core special teams players here who, who really, you know, were, were on the fringe of the roster and, and were kept only at the behest 
of Bubba Ventrone. You know, otherwise would have been cut. And and they weren't core special teamers when when he convinced the team to keep them. But he developed and developed them into core special teamers because he saw it in them. And and some of those guys have gone on to become rotational players or even starters as well on offense or defense. So I, I just think his eye for talent is is really, really good and sharp. And and I think you that can only help you, you know, when you're making the case, you know, for a bigger role with any organization. Steven, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. Really appreciate it on short notice. Hey, anytime, guys. All right, Stephen Holder, ESPN NFL reporter in Indy on Bubba Ventrone potentially being in the mix here. Great get by Gibbe to uh, to get Bub- to get him, Stephen Holder, to talk Bubba Ventrone, who was went by Ray Ventrone when he was with the Browns, and I think Bubba's got more of a love it, a love much it, better ring. Yeah, great Bubba. Um, it sounds like from him that people in Indy kind of think this is it's happening. Now, I will note the Browns have also requested to interview Giants assistant special teams coordinator Anthony Blevins. According to multiple reports, he interviewed with Denver for their special teams coordinator opening and is currently with the Giants. So it feels like they felt like they had to let Prefer go to get a shot at Bubba Ventrone, right? And Mm -hmm. that's from Stephen Holder's talk about it. It sounds like he feels pretty good that it's happening. So. We'll have to stay there. He is he's in a, considered to be, as you heard, an elite special teams coordinator. Uh, his units have ranked, as I mentioned, uh, near the top in terms of performance, certainly the last few years. Uh, according to the Pro Football Focus grades, his special teams units have been basically top five in each of the last five years. There was one exception in 2019, but last year fourth, 2021 second, 2021st. 2019 21st, 2018 fifth. So for the last five years in the top five, including a first and 20, a second and 21. So sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. And and we need to be, you know, we are a team that has a lot of pressure on it. And you cannot discount the fact that some of the games got away from us this year because mm-hmm. of special teams. Jets game, you have a mix, missed extra point. You failure to recover an onside kick. Chargers games, multiple missed field goals, including one that would have won the game. And I think those early season ones, the punt return against the the Ravens, you know, those were all in the first seven weeks. You win those three games, I think this is a completely, completely different season. Well, and I, I think the other thing is you're – and that's why I thought it was interesting that Stephen kept talking about, you know, that has the stuff to be a head coach. Um, you know, when you think about – and Preef did a great job. In Preef the, was in great. The, in the wild card game and – coached yes. that game and, and got a victory. So forever indebted for that. Um, but I, I think you're also, and this was probably the case with Joe too, um, you know, there a little bit of juice maybe injected. So maybe if he has those qualities, whatever that it is, if he has those qualities, you know, that leadership, that vocal, uh, you know, we talked about it a lot this season about, you know, the accountability and leadership and, you got to have some guys who are following me to freedom guys. Schwartz certainly is that has that. That was well well documented at his press conference. So, you knew what you're getting in there, and if Ventrone has that too, then there's a little bit of a balance. Here's uh, what Colts linebacker EJ Speed had to say on his relationship with special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone. He said, "Quote: 
He's the type of coach that makes you believe you can be more than what you are. He's always going to be honest about how he's feeling and what you should be doing. You can come to him and talk to him about anything you've got going on, and he's not going to coddle you. He's going to give you a grown man answer, and he coaches the same way. He expects you to do it right every time. It has to be every rep. It's not like, well, when you get in the game, just make sure you make that block because if you're in practice and you're not making that block, he's going to let you know it's unacceptable, and he's going to hold you accountable. That's why I roll with Bubba because when you're doing that type of stuff and you're keeping it real outside of the football field, I can come talk to you about anything. Now I want to be that great for you. You know what I'm saying? And if I know I'm a guy who's been showing that I can do this and do that and another guy hasn't, Bubble will be like, look, I don't care who the other guy is. You've been shown in practice. Go ahead and shine because I'm going to put you in the light and let the front office or whoever else take it from there. He's really cool like that. So that obviously able to relate to players. And I think some of what you know has ailed us that we've talked about, and this is not in any way, shape, or form. I think this is an overall thing. This is not mm-hmm. a Joe Woods thing or Mike Prefer thing. Is But we have had a tough time, I think, reaching – the players and getting to be more than, you know, the sum of the parts. Yeah. And I think that that is, you know, Jim Schwartz, just hearing him, that's the kind of guy that he is. He's going to lead and, and be fair and be honest and be direct and get in, in their butts a little bit and be emotional. And it sounds like Bubba Ventrone is able to do that as well. And I think that's something that we need injected into this organization. And I think that can go a long way because defensively, we're going to be a good offense. I have no doubt about that. I mean, we were a top 10 offense with Jacoby Brissett last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a good offense. We're in very good hands there. Defensively, while we had some busts, we could have been better than we were. It was a lack of discipline on and off the field, I think, that really affected that unit. That should get cleaned up with Schwartz. And then special teams, he gets to touch the whole team because you have guys from offense and guys from defense on special teams. So I think it sets up very well for the Browns if, if Bubba Ventrone actually is the guy and – it's kind of amazing that this opportunity came up, but it, it would make more sense as to why things have gone down the way that they have with Mike Prefer if it's because Bubba Ventron is now available. Yeah. And if he's if we go in another direction, we just did like 30 minutes on Bubba Ventron. It's great. Which is fantastic. Yeah. But so. Believe me, people are fired up about Bubba Ventron. So I hope he comes. I just like you saying it. Like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it it's is fun, fun to say. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll count down our 10 biggest needs for the Browns this offseason. Numbers 10 and 9 coming up. We've got a little higher, lower as well. Give some thoughts on Sunday's All-Star festivities. There was a ton of sports this weekend. I'm curious. The ratings will be out tomorrow. They're delayed a little by President's Day. I'm curious how Daytona 500 XFL was this weekend. The golf was in L.A. You had the All-Star Game festivities as well. So there was a lot sure. going on. Sure. Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next. Just to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Renew your home for the last time with their new home exteriors, siding, and roofing products. Don't spend all day with high-pressure sales, guys. The team at Renew Home Exteriors won't waste your day with hours of negotiating the price of your project. Just an upfront, fair price to make your project easy. Modernize your home with premium siding, ranging in every style and color. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more on that. Gibbe wants 10 things. They're the biggest needs for us this offseason. So for clarification, how are we defining your own? How do you how are we going to define things? Should I have be, all over the place. You're I all have, over the place. I have 
positions that we don't have right now that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. I've got people on the roster that need to be better than they were a year ago. I have fear, like kind of in the moment type of things. I've got a lot of stuff here. I've got a lot of stuff here. All right. So let's, let's roll. Let's go with your number 10, number 10 thing. Countdown. Number one is the most important. Number 10, the least important. Least, least to most. Yes. Uh, All right. I'm going to change. Do you need a minute? I think By he's the way, good. This is I'm good. You know, this is the final week, full week of February. That's right. We made it through. No, dude, we made it. I mean, that's what I said. Like, I'm not going to complain about the weather in March, not the temperature. I can complain about the rain. I'll reserve sure. the right to complain about that. I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get our fair share of that. The the last week that we've had, come on, in it's February, been, it's, it's been a delight to not be it's in a deep a freeze. It's yeah, been amazing. And there's not right. on the horizon either. All right, so give me your 10. Number 10. Number 10. I'd like a true slot cornerback on this roster. I think that we have – I don't know if moves are going to be made in that cornerback room, but I do think we need a true nickel on the roster. Somebody who, like Troy Hill, was the year before. Bo, your hand is raised. Would it be possible that he already is, he just wears number 21? It is possible, but I don't think given his concussion history – yeah. That yeah. you your nickel defender has got to be yeah. an integral part of your run defense, and I don't think Denzel is that interested in that. And then also, B, I don't know that it's that prudent to have him sticking his head in there as much in run defense. Uh, look, we have three great outside corners. I don't know what what by the time Greg gets here and what how that all gets worked out, but my my guess is he wants to play outside. And statistically, last year our two best outside corners were MJ Emerson and Greg Newsom. So. We're in a little bit of a pickle there. Having a true nickel, I think, would help just because there are going to be injuries. It just always happens. So yeah. you need to have that guy that's a true slot so that when, if Denzel were to miss some time, which he he has done on a fairly regular basis, not a lot, but that you have a true nickel that you can slide in there. So I think that is a, that's, a, that's a priority for us this offseason. All right. Number nine on your list. What's number 10 on your list? Same as yours. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, I'm Ernie Johnson here. You're – okay. that's you. Number nine on my list yeah. is a true center field free safety. And so this is number nine because as of this time, it's not a glaring need or a pressing need. You have John Johnson and you have uh, – you've got Grant Delpit back. John Johnson – could he be a Brown this year? Certainly. We love talking with him on the show. I thought he played well as the season went on, played better. But he's got a big price tag, and money is right now a little tight. We're, I'm sure we're going to do some restructuring. We could restructure Amari. We could restructure Miles. We could structure Deshaun and clear up some cap space there. But with a post-first designation, John Johnson's cut would be would save nine over $9 million. He and Grant are very similar in where they are the best. They are both best closer to the line of scrimmage. Now, Grant showed as the season went on, you know, four interceptions this year, played some, he had a great cover too, which is a deep half safety look where he got an interception of Carson Wentz. And then, you know, man in the post, he played deep center field and, and got a pick against Washington. But I think he's at his best kind of closer to the line of scrimmage in more of a strong safety role. So if you had a true center fielder so we could play some of those cover threes, free Grant up to be a playmaker, that would be a big thing. Jesse Bates is a name that has been constantly linked to the Browns this offseason. He would be a big be, swing. It would be a huge, right from your, you know, from a rival and put him on your team. That would be huge, but it's number nine because it's not a need. If if we know that 
you know, we do make a change on the back end of this defense, that would shoot well up the list to me. There's a redundancy to Johnson and Delpit. They're they're both good at the same thing. Yes. Right. So that's that's what makes it tricky. And neither one is totally comfortable doing what you just explained. That's not their best part of their game. And so you want them up near the line. You want them blitzing. You want them to yeah. and they both do that at a high level. Delpit you drafted, he's young. That's what he so did at LSU. So on. That's what he did at LSU. Right. So um that's that's kind of where that thing goes. Um two in the secondary. Again, these are at the bottom of yeah. the pecking order. Sure. Like I mean, if we rolled out our secondary of Denzel, MJ, Greg, John, and Delpit, I, I think obviously you need some depth there, but that's pretty good. Yeah. You, you still feel pretty good about that back end. So it's not a huge need. And the slot corner is really more of a depth, but if we do bring in another corner, you want it to be, I think, a true nickel. Um, and then I think that not, the true center field free safety is what really could get this defense going. Other, We're going to get to other parts of the defense as we go on. But that, to me, you know, is not necessarily a need today, but has the opportunity to be a need and then become a huge strength if you are the team that is able to convince Bates to come and play here. Oh, my gosh. Well, the, And the other thing that's when you think about we think about the priority list, and as we get, you know, get towards the top of the list, you'll, you're, it's going to be the things that we talk about all the time. Um, but you kind of have to. There's only so much money to go around, yep. so you have to kind of pick your poison yep. in terms of where are we going to be. You can't be elite everywhere. No, nobody can be because we're at a point now where we're having to pay our best players. We're paying Miles. We're paying Denzel. We're paying the paying quarterback. Nick paying Nick Chubb. So you're paying a lot of the paying two guards, right? You're paying a paying a lot of our veteran guys. There's not enough money to go around. This isn't the old days when you had Baker on a rookie contract and Miles hadn't been redone and Denzel's on a rookie contract. No, and Wyatt was off the scrap heap, and you could start throwing a lot of money around. Our money's allocated. Yes. So now this will be bargain deals, prudent, and yeah, restructurings. Those type of things are going to be, you know, I think very much the topic of the day as we get into free agency. I mean, this is, we have been big swings in free agency. As long as I've been doing this show, we've had a lot of big swings in free agency, um, but we identify who we want. They go get them. And yep. that's probably not going to be the case this year. Not it's going to be tougher. End. Like people who think they're going to be able to get Deron Payne or Javon Hargrave and a Jesse Bates. That's going to be, that's very difficult. I think they're going to choose one big star and then they're going to try to get pieces and it's probably easier on the interior of the defensive line to find pieces that can together create what you're looking for you know now Jim Schwartz always had an all pro or a pro bowler on the interior of his defensive line everywhere that he has been literally every single stop it might be true that the best chance for that is Perry and Winfrey Perry and Winfrey in, in here but he's got to he has got, got to, to want go. it he has got to grow up fast he's got to become a professional quickly talent wise yes he has the ability to be a very very productive disruptive interior defensive lineman we saw that really over the second half of the season should have had three sacks this year all in the second half of the season yeah and as we get to the top of this list I mean I'm the your it's your list we're going off of but I I know for a fact our number ones are going to be the same so that's something that it was a late edition. We're a long ways up. One. Oh, okay. Was, so is it an organic as uh, opposed to specific? little hint for the kids? Number two is more organic and less specific than number one. One okay. is somewhat all specific. Right. All right. Um, all right. So we'll do uh, eight and seven tomorrow yep. on this list. Um, you want to do NBA All-Star Sunday quickly here before we get to higher or lower? Fine. It was awful. I've never so, heard players and coaches – 
just destroy the game the way they did. It was awful. I stopped watching. It was, um, I think basketball of all of them is it's it's a little bit like you hear, you've heard people use the analogy. You know, even bad pizza is good pizza. There's still some entertainment in seeing people dunk, right? Um, but the fact that this thing has been bastardized to the point of no effort at all. I mean, they put in those Elam endings, which that's from the basketball tournament where you play to a score. They put those in to try to make the end of quarters fun. They didn't even care about that. They didn't care about that at all. Um, all the shooting from half court, the nonsense. I mean, no defense whatsoever, just free reign to the rim whenever you want it. It was Jalen Brown said he's like it was like a layup line. There were so many uncontested just like layups, not yeah. even dunks. Yeah. Just like layups. Like anybody who had the ball that wanted to score could score every single time they had the ball. If, yeah. If they just wanted to move towards the basket, they would have scored every time. Yeah. And it, it was a far cry from even – it's funny, you, you, so often you end up in get-off-my-lawn territory. But th this isn't even going back to, like, when you and I were kids. I'm talking about even Kobe and Michael. I was just going to bring that up. They in, were getting – the late 90s defense. were getting after it. Yes. You know, and Kobe – there's a clip going around of Kobe um, that was going around this weekend about how – in that when it came time for the fourth quarter, it was like, okay, let's go. Let's play real like, basketball. I'm going to go win the – That never came. Though. I'm going to go win the All-Star game. We're going to go win the All-Star game. Like, I'm not losing. And and that is gone. Gone. Gone from the sport. I mean, that was – it was a, it was bad. It was a clown show. I mean, Malone said it after the game. I thought Anthony Edwards, uh, I thought, was spot on about it. Jalen Brown was spot on. I thought Edwards was cool, too. He said, we got to stop with this – not playing nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, people maybe be able to afford to go to one game a year and they pick that game because they want to see that player. And then he just is like, yeah, I'm resting. Like Some of that, that isn't, to be fair, some of that isn't in the player's hands. Some of that's coaching yeah, but or even ownership. It just shouldn't be They'll happening. They'll sit their guys on for rest. No, of course it shouldn't be happening. Um, I, I bemoan the fact that it happened twice here with the Warriors and the – it happened with the Warriors, the Bucks, and the – Luca was the big one, though, like – one trip into town gets a rest day. Same thing with the Warriors. You get one trip into town, Steph, Clay, Draymond, all healthy, all sat. They should just have nobody play back-to-backs then, and then nobody ever sits. They could schedule that out. They could. They're going to have to lure, They're gonna have to lose some games on the schedule. But I, I think they've got to find – I mean, I think all you got to do is, like, as a player, you have to have some pride and just say, okay, we're going to try I'm this playing. year. Like, the t LeBron could do it with in one fell swoop. Yeah. If he just said, hey, we're going to go hard now. Fine, um, done. Everybody would yeah, go. Yeah. That'd fix the All-Star game. Who ended up being the MVP? I didn't Jason Tatum had 55 points. Yeah. So the record forever was Wilt had 42 in an All-Star game, and now it's been broken three times in the last. Anthony Davis had 50. Steph Curry had yeah. 50 last year here. And then uh, Jason Tatum set the all-time record with 55. Jeez. But it was just a layup. It was just either layups or half-court shots. Yeah, too many. Just clown show. Yeah, silliness. Really silliness. was. Uh, all right, we'll do a little uh, higher, lower, better, or worse coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
a car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. There he is in a cream. In this, he's in this. He's in, he's in, he's in one of these. In one of those. He just needs to put the put it put on up, there. Put it on there. I'm gonna yeah. tell him right now. He has our blessing. He doesn't need it, but yeah, he yeah. should. Right? You're not up. Now go. Is that a is that a fresh hoodie? Z like it looks like it's fresh out of the box with like. You're not aware of this. I am. AP, I'm AP fully aware of it, but it AP looks like, oh, yeah. it, looks like he, he it is fresh. Yeah. We've talked about cr- the, the the cream. Yeah. Clothing line several times. I yeah, just, that it's happened. Yeah, yeah, looks good. This is my first time I think seeing you wear it in in the studio. It is. So. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's, it's made in Milan. No way. Yeah. Wow. The journey of a young woman from Milan to Minsk. That's right. Rochelle, 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 Rochelle. <laughs> AP's in studio. Uh, Gibby wants to know what are your opinions on Mike Prefer being relieved of duties. Yeah, this was uh, a, a change that. You could have seen coming after the last couple of years of just the inconsistent play uh, on the special team side of the ball. Um, it wasn't just kind of the the troubles that Cade York had. Obviously, there was you know some some ups and downs as far as punt coverage and kick coverage and um, it just where where things could could get better uh, on really all sides of of, of special teams play. So um, you know, Pre's such a great guy. Uh, sorry to see him go, but um, you know they 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 need to be a lot stronger Boy, in that department uh, next year. And, and that's, that's why the change, you know, I think had to be made, but it's uh, odd timing, right? It is definitely odd timing. It yeah. feels more like, Oh, Steichen goes to Indy. I, I wonder Bob if it was just, wants to get out. So right. now because yeah. we have a chance to upgrade, upgrade in their eyes, exactly. we're yeah. going to do something, but yeah. I think they were fine bringing Prief back. And no. our special teams, you know, it's still in the top half of the league. We're over a month into the off season. Normally yeah. this is when, you're not letting coaches go you're 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 if anything figuring out who's still coming in and uh yes the timing was definitely definitely interesting and a little off-putting um so i but i I think what you have is is probably correct it's it's assistants are moving around the league right now um as as the coaching stuff gets figured out and it was late yeah it was late late and, and i think they maybe saw a chance where they can make an upgrade and they're going for it yeah um how many combines you've been to now ap uh just one just one last year can I interrupt? What? Get no. I got Unless it's from the skunk guy. I'm now told that Brown's Bill Willis diversity coaching fellow Israel Wolfork has been informed he can join the Arizona Cardinals staff per league source. Wolfork currently expected to be named the Cardinals QB coach. Yeah, well, he just waved bye to us and thanked <laughs> us and said it was great knowing us. So, yeah, we can. I didn't see that. There's a door. <laughs> well, we didn't say it, but, I mean, he, yeah. we, that literally happened to happen. That's when we were we saying said, we couldn't I mean, say we anything. We had it. Yeah. two weeks ago. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We lamented the fact and said that yeah, we had a salute in here a month ago. We gave a salute, goodbye, a nice wave. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's one of those things that. So, kinda in other words, we kind of get like a we huh? can confirm. Huh? Oh, like, we can. We can confirm. It's good knowing you guys. Pleasure. CBD confirms. That's good. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Miss a little, miss a lot. You have a, you have a wall in your I heard the footsteps, but I can't see anything. No, it was over on this side. To be honest, it was where you had vision. It was through AP's head. That would be, in order for you to get the scores on that, you always have to pay attention to the scores on this program. Yeah. But those scores you'd have to be paying, you'd have to take laser focus. Well, we did. I mean, it came up. I know, but I mean, you there were crumbs. There were crumbs. that There's always crumbs that lead you to where you need to be. But yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. So this is your second combine. This will be my second combine. How are you preparing this year different than last? Uh, well, his <laughs> time at Kilroy's better. I was gonna say it's definitely spending more time. Uh, well, not just at Kilroy's, St. Elmo's too. I would like to go. So last year, 
at St. Elmo's my first trip. I went by myself because this was after the whole Browns crew had already left. I had to stay one extra day for, mm-hmm. I think it was, I wanted to stay for the specialist interview the next day. And uh, went to St. Elmo's by myself. Sat at the bar. Sat at the bar. It's a great yeah. move. I did that last year, yeah. too. Sat at the bar. It was great. It was, it was a great night, just like the rest of the other nights I had in Indy. And uh, was just unaware of the ferocity of the St. Elmo's cocktail. And, what? And uh, how hard that was going to hit. So I took a massive bite out it of the almost killed Bill Bishop. I was piece. there. I, I took a massive bite out of the first uh, bite Agent of the jumbo shrimp. Yeah. And uh, I had the... Bartender was looking at me uh, as as she took it, unbeknownst that I didn't know that she was looking at me, and um, saw me instantly grab my beer and just take a one big, big, big swig. Uh, and she said, "How was it?" And I was like, "It was." It the was, beer doesn't even help because it's in your head. It doesn't. It's but that was like brain. one of the most remarkable. Yeah. It's one of the most remarkable, remarkable. You can remarket it if you'd like. One of the one of the most remarkable marketing schemes of all time. It is just a shrimp cocktail. With a lot of horseradish. Sauce. That's right. That's it. That's the list. Mm-hmm. And yet they sell a billion of them because I don't know where it started or how they how it became a thing or if they just said we're going to make our horseradish. I bet one night orange. it happened and somebody was like, "This is amazing." Because it's it's just really the, the I mean the shrimp are great. They're really big giant shrimp. Plump. They're great, but like it's they're not that different than you one that you pick up at Heinen's or whatever. Like it's yeah. all no. similar. So they're just big shrimp, but it's just. It's almost an orange color in the cocktail sauce. Well, that's and my it, house cocktail sauce now. Yeah. I mean, right. I buy it. They yeah. sell it at Heinen's. You can get it at any yeah. local grocer, and it's delicious. Yeah, it's it's every bit as hot. Well, yeah. I just took, uh, like, really as big of a bite as I probably could have taken. Huge mistake. And it just felt like gasoline was just coming out of my nose. Like, it was. I almost died. You guys were witnesses. That's fact. Yeah. I mean, it's I like Iocane powder, though. You can build up a resistant. Like, now yeah. I could go in there, and I could oh. I could spoon the whole thing. So we no were problem. Told I finished we the cocktail. A, yeah, or we, the shrimp we were told it, that yeah. there was a combine one that's actually less, and then there's, like, the local one uh, that's, like, that, the, that they have all the time for the locals or whatever. And I'm pretty sure, didn't, didn't we say, like, give us, we want, I feel like you would you did this. So give us the regular. What I, I do? I No, I'm not blaming you. I'm, just, I, I'm sure I wanted it, too. Yeah, we all wanted but it. But I, I think that, and so I was... I took a big glob, and it was it about Wait, got me. You weren't speaking. You were. No. You and it went hurts mute. behind. No, it comes in the back of your in head. The back of your yeah. head. You can smell the inside of your cranium. Yeah. It smells yeah. like horse. That's must have been what I was smelling because yeah. I just remember feeling it in my nose. Oh yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I don't eat stuff. You don't. Eat It'll stuff clean those sinuses right on out, baby. Yeah. It's it's wild. I'm always curious what India is like. I said this many times. I'm only ever there for big events. Yeah. So I don't know, like, if you show up normal. today, what's it like in downtown? Is it a ghost town? Is there are there people there? I have no idea. It's a great question. You know, you see the craziest damn things there. Yeah, yeah you do. Combine week. I enjoy yeah. Elmos. Yeah. Give me on a scale of one to ten, how much do you love the combine? Eleven. I know you love it so much. There's nothing you love more. Yeah. If Got- it were up to you, you'd be there for a month. Yep. We'll never forget first it. time. He just loves Gibby the alert. Took me to Kilroy's last year. Loves his people. Great time. Yeah. All the spots. Yep. Yeah. Is it Got in on the Kilroy's action. Yeah, that was a fun night. I there you t- go. I've talked major trash to Mike Tomlin and Kilroy's. Yeah. I've been on Jerry's bus outside of Steak and Shake It. Yeah. I don't say I've always a former Browns quarterback. I always get excited morning. when I see that bus Ugh. just parked alongside the It's so great. There. It's so exciting. Uh, <laughs> all right. Higher Lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lotter, who reminds you set your time and spending limits when gambling. Hello, Gibbe. Hi, boys. Hey, man. Ranking the six drills. We'll see at this year's. NFL scouting combines. So I'm not actually asking you higher or lower. 
I'm asking you to rank. The ones that I'm interested in or the ones that are most relevant? Most relevant, I'd yeah. like to say. It's like most important, most relevant. Obviously, it depends on position. But As you get ready you can... for the Underwear Olympics, what is what are the most important drills you're looking for in this? I don't see on here tape. Number one, their tape. I would agree with that. Right. So let's let's go number two. Number number two. Number two. Number two. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do this one. I think is fun, and the most fun is when is the bench. So we're set up near the bench. So so and so you can see it. So most like important? we had we had. No, I'm saying I'm doing it how I want. I'm okay. doing most fun. Okay. You can do, I, your, I, you do you whatever do you want. Okay, okay. It's your world. Okay, I would do ahead. bench press is the most fun. We were set up adjacent to it, and we saw DK Metcalf do 106 or whatever, and <laughs> it was like this feels like that's a lot. So that and people get excited about the bench. Well, and I the, like the remember bench. the Buckeye that tore his bicep. Yeah, was it, it was Billy Price? Price? I think it was Billy Price. It was Billy Price. Like he still, went. he was the very first guy to do the bench, and he still set. went. First round, first round, two cents. He has never, never really been what he was at Ohio State. No, I like the bench because we're closest to it. Boys Obviously, the forty like makes the most sense. Forties, but, yeah, yeah, but we're not there for that. You got to watch it. On watch TV. on TV. No, I agree with Bo. If you're talking most fun, it's definitely the bench. However, uh, when I got the list or information of what we were going to be talking about, I it was phrased as most important. There you go. So to me, bench is like out of the six that we had It'll here. Be sixth. It's six for sure. Uh, but if we're going off the fun. Uh, value that that bow had then then i think you got to put the 40 yard dash next um obviously not far from the entertaining value as the bench press but because you've just seen a bunch of guys running but and there's no most people important cheering to you at number two? most important is 40 yard uh that's that's number one on my list of most even important. without pads yes because receiver like guys can still elevate their stock with a good 40 time at most positions um i think it applies to a lot of positions wide receiver cornerback Linebackers. I mean, every position really. Sometimes to line. a fault. What's that? Sometimes to a fault. Yes. Yeah. It makes you overvalue somebody. Exactly. It, it. I'm not saying it's the perf. It's far from the perfect scale. We're just talking about the drills that we have that we get to see on the combine. So, Zaguro, what would be your number two? Probably the vertical or the broad jump, because those are things we can all relate to, and it ties into the explosiveness and you know things like this. We saw DK Metcalf do that jumping thing right. and I was like yeah he's probably gonna do pretty well in the celebrity all-star game well this is the problem with this is in the set you we mentioned DK twice so it was the cone drill remember people were he couldn't do the cone, his drill. cone drill with yeah. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. mm -hmm. and saying they were putting him they superimposed him and it was like he's slower than Tom Brady in the cone drill so he fell to the second round yep it was like well wait a second right doesn't make what any are sense. we doing I like, think every drill has an out major outlier of somebody who either did terrible in it and ended up being amazing or somebody who you know blew the tires off and ended up being terrible <laughs> so never forget orlando brown at the 40 yard dash i know we were not talking about him but ran a terrible 40 yard dash fell to the ravens in i think the second or third round or something and Wait, what does it have to do with being an offensive exactly, lineman exactly but but that 40 yard dash he was supposed to be a first round pick and that 40 yard dash is what bumped him in the second it made no sense but the, the combine is there's parts of it that are cool. There are parts of it that are absurd. The hyperbole that needs to be given to every prospect is crazy. I mean, if you remember at the Combine last year, like, who's trading up to get Malik Willis? The guy got drafted oh, yeah. in the third round. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. In the we third round. We had it this week. You had somebody comparing Bryce Young to Patrick Mahomes. Steph Curry. And yes. I Steph stop, Curry. Stop. Steph Curry plays basketball. No. I remember last year, like, Tyquan Thornton had, like, a, like a blazingly fast, like, best 40-yard dash. and like. I believe he scored against us. He did. That was probably the one good play he had all last year. But, yeah, he did. Gibbe like that. <laughs> that was, like, for me teetering on the dark side of Gibbe right there. He loved it. Loved it, yeah. loved it, yeah. Yeah, that was when we made what's the, I don't even remember that guy's name. I wanted to, I said it was gonna say Bryce Petty, but I know that's not his name. What was the name of the quarterback that absolutely looked like Joe Montana or Tom Brady? From the Patriots that started against us. Bailey Zappi? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. We made Bailey Zappi look he was a, maybe the it was one of the greatest quarterback games ever. I mean it was flawless. Was and apparently in New fine. England they're saying there's not much difference between him and that him and Mac Jones. Well, based on what we saw, yeah, no. Like I'd say safe. there's a big difference. He's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's mine. Mac Jones Tape not. is one, so then I would go bench press two, 43, vertical four, broad jump five, 20 yards is six, and three cone is seven. I was going say, we never Tape even see one. the 20 yard or the three cone. I don't even I feel don't like they showed that on I kind of had to, like, refresh my memory on how the 20 yard shuttle goes. Like, Isn't it? It's, it's a, five, five, or is it? I think it's, it's five, it's ten, like five. Ten, Five, you start five, in the middle, you ten. go five, then you go the full ten, and then back I five. I don't know. Okay. Two See, transitions. Like, I forgot already. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> you right. You want the explosive is what you're saying yeah. is who's explosive. Change of pace and stuff, yeah. Change of direction. Yeah. All right. Are they a slot receiver? Then I'm interested. Yeah. Are they nickel corner? Fine. Now I care. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the – It's mostly – I'm going to let you guys in on all the secret. It's mostly the interviews. And yeah. the medical. Right. That's and the it. medical. Yeah, the medical and the, and the, and the interviews. And, and, and finding out what everybody's going to do in free agency. Cause mm -hmm. camp yeah, and then the, the worst right. kept secrets. That's what's fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the things. And Tyler, Kilrose. Daniel Jones. I hope that we come out of there with some. My goal for the combine is come out of there with like, uh, okay, this is what the Bears are doing. We had that with Kyler. We were there right. 10 minutes, and it was like, oh, yeah, they are not going to keep Josh Rosen. No. So that uh, that's my – I think we will. That's when Steve Kime went to the podium dressed, dressed like, like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm trying like, to be cool. oh, my goodness this gracious. Is, this regime's At the last. combine, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. It was you don't need to dress He was, like, that. stuffed into a toy black T-shirt. It was ridiculous. He looked – it just didn't fit his Especially him juxtaposed to Cliff, Cliff. Yeah. in the same spot walking into places. Uh, like, this is not going to work. Good stuff, AP. Yeah. Thanks, Tremendous. Guys. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. So I was just reading about Elmo's. Um, yes. The starter options are fun over there. The navy bean soup and then they have the red gold tomato juice as starter options. That's yep. I always think that's fun. Um, the, the cocktail, though, it's... I, I don't know when it became a thing. That's the and there's no real answer for when it became a thing over there. The first shrimp cocktail was like in the fifties in Vegas. Yeah. Was where it was like invented. Okay. But in terms of like why it's a big deal in Indy or why it's a big deal at St. Elmo's, Elmo's, I don't know. They must I just word of mouth, I don't know. But it says that they uh forty eight thousand pounds of shrimp a year. Sometimes I wonder, how are there enough Brussels sprouts for everybody? How are there enough shrimps? That's a lot of shrimps, buddy. And that's one restaurant in yeah. Indy. Yeah, in right. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't know. Good question. Maybe we'll ask next week. Get find the answers. Maybe we'll do that next week. No first round pick. We'll just track get it down. answers to questions. Answers to questions about yeah. Indianapolis cuisine. Yeah. I like it. I'm not afraid. I know you're not. The next level's coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.